15. Live from Yo Pablo on Campus Corner, it's the Refs Sooner Game Day Wrap-Up Show. Brought to you by Home Creations. Building quality, safe, energy-efficient homes for over 40 years. Breaking down today's game. Here are your hosts, Travis Davidson and Tyler McComas. Welcome in. It's the Home Creations Sooner Game Day Wrap-Up Show. Six wins. Sooners are going bowling. They win Bedlam in Norman tonight, which is, hey, great news by itself, right? Anybody would have taken a win no matter what it looked like before. But did you get a little bit greedy? You got up 28 a to 3, bit, and you thought you were going to win 56 to 3. Oh, you probably should have won this game about 56 to 13 tonight. Maybe you're not greedy. Maybe you're saying, I don't care. I'll get it however I can take it right now. But there is a lot to talk about with this game. But let's start right here. The OU defense has taken a lot of crap this year. And yeah, I'm not saying that it's been perfect this year by any stretch of the imagination. The OU defense won you that football game today. Four turnovers, Travis Davidson. Time and time again, they were able to come up with big stops. That defense ain't trash no more. It hasn't been for the past two weeks. No. It was really, really good today. Really good today. No, I loved it. And i tell you what, um, it, uh, it was big time, really. I mean, the turnovers are one thing. A lot of times, Tyler, turnovers mask bad defense. We saw this earlier, actually, from USC. And it was an issue because... You know, you, you can't stop anybody, but yep. every once in a while you catch a ball, right? And, and, and mass it. Today, they were stopping folks, man. Not only were they getting the hands on the ball, they were stopping folks. And that's what was so exciting about it. So, uh, really excited about the defense. And here's the thing. Offense, after the first quarter, was anemic. Oh, so bad. But, hey, guess so what? So bad. <clears throat> Tyler, in the pregame, if I'd have said, oh, right here, we're Yo Pablo here at the pregame, Wendy Chevrolet pregame show, Tyler. Would you take a 15-point win today in Bedlam? Of what would you have said? Yeah, no, I, no, 100%. And, and I think that that's the right way to look at it. You were a 7.5-point favorite, and a line where everyone said that doesn't make any sense. There's no way OU's going to win this game by 7.5 points. Should have been bigger. They won by 50 <laughs> points. It's just hard not to be greedy and say this could have been one of those lopsided Bedlam games that we talk about right. for quite some time. And right. the offense was just was very poor for the past three quarters. But what you said about the offense playing poor for the past three quarters makes what the defense did that much more special tonight because the time of possession was lopsided once again, and still the defense time and time again was able to come up with the big stops to help you win this football game. I can't. I can't say enough about what they did. Now, I don't, I'm not naive enough to think that this defense all of a sudden is fixed. I'm not. But tonight, it was really, really good. Really yeah, good. It, it really was. It really was, Tyler. And I'll tell you what, the offense got out to a big lead. We talked about this in the pregame, Tyler. Offense gets out to a big lead, and that is so important because the defense, with our lack of depth, yeah. is going to be an issue. But I'll tell you what, Tyler, probably my – Probably the thing that excites me the most about this defense right now is the fact that this game came down to one thing. We talked about it all week. What did this game come down to? The Vegas spread, everything. It came down to one thing. And what was that? The health of Spencer Sanders. Sure. And you know who played the entire game? Spencer Sanders. Yeah, he uh, played the entire game through four interceptions. And you, and you know, through, through that... The entire game, Spencer Sanders played. If I'd have told you, hey, look, man, Spencer Sanders, he's going to make it through this entire bedlam, you probably said, oh, man, it's going to be close. I don't know. I don't really like our chances. And the fact is, 
We won the game. We covered. We won by 15. And the game was really never in doubt, Tyler. When did you? When oh, did you? I, <laughs> I felt pretty nervous. Like when they got the interception in the end zone in the fourth quarter, and I felt pretty nervous about things. I'll be honest with no, you. No, but, but it wasn't. But it, they were uh, after the first quarter. They were never within one score. No. Yeah. 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 No. So it yeah. was. Ne- it was never. I guess there's different. Uh, I guess there's different definitions of in doubt, but. After the first quarter, they were never within one score yeah. the entirety of the I, game. I, I felt ner- when OSU was driving to get it to one score, and I thought that they were going to score on that drive, and it's about to be an eight-point game. I got a little bit nervous. But, again, the defense, Deshaun White. story of the day, Boom. bails you out with an interception in the end zone. Um, yeah, I, o- Oklahoma State couldn't run the ball. Outside, Spencer Sanders made some nice plays with his feet, but um, OU was really good against the run. They were really good against the pass. They were just good overall. That's the type of defensive effort that we've been waiting to see. We've been waiting to see growth defensively, right? And I thought we saw it last week, even in a loss. I thought that loss was on the offense. Today, that's the best four quarters they played in the game in conference playing. It's not even remotely close. And it's I'll t- not close. And I'll tell you what, uh, if we got enough time in this segment, i got to tell a little story. Uh, I was watching the game with a uh, member of the 1985 National Championship defense from the University of Oklahoma. And I said, man, I'm, I'm getting a lot of – texts i'm getting a lot of tweets about the offense and how bad it is and this that and the other and i said for the last six or seven years i never got these tweets about the defense yeah it was like they never they never threw the defensive coordinators under the bus anything like that they just didn't react and he said he said in 1985 we were the number one defense in the country from the first week all the way to the last week and nobody said a word about us he said the defense Nobody wants to talk about it because it'll mess with the mojo. He said, but the offense, they always get the limelight. They're the pretty boys over there. So that's what they see. And that's what I saw today, Tyler. I saw everybody dunking on the offense for only scoring 28. And it, it's it's just a funny kind of switch, right? Because this is what we expected when Venables took over, right? was a defense that was opportunistic. They got pressure. And they come up with four turnovers. My favorite stat today, Tyler, two penalties. Yeah, no, they play a lot cleaner two. today. They two really did. penalties. That's big time. Yeah. And one and one of them was a ridiculous call on Woody Washington. That was a bad in the end zone. Yeah, Britt got after the officials on that one. And, and in no way do I want to have a negative tone from the game today. Again, you won. You won by double digits. You got that sixth win. You're going to play in a bowl game. It's just. Man, the offense was really, really poor the, 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 the past three quarters, man. I mean, the amount of three and outs, one for, what, 13 on the day on third down, that offense has got to be better. And, I'll be, and no I'll, be honest too. I'll be honest, too. The offense has been bad for, I mean, really, tw- 10 quarters? I didn't think they were great in the Iowa State game. I didn't think that they were great all but the time in the Baylor game. But Iowa State's the best defense in the, in the conference. Yeah, I, you I can think, at least give a little bit. I, I think they missed it. I mean, I, it's, it's a decent little stretch here. Where Does it go back to the ball. Kansas game? Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's the last game offensively where I thought. I mean, Baylor, we put wow, up 35. Well. Sure. Baylor put up thir- I mean, we put up 35 on Baylor, so that's no joke. But, but I, I guess to the overall point is the defense has not played well, but we still found a way to beat OSU by 15 points today yeah no i i mean it, you take it anyone would have taken that before and i'm taking it right now it wasn't perfect it wasn't pretty but maybe that's what makes this win look a little bit better is if the offense played so poorly and you were still able to win um by two touchdowns i don't know hey you guys tell us 405-329-9000 uh we'll take your phone calls here on the home creation sooner game day wrap-up show 
We're live at O'Connell's on Campus Corner. They're going to, um, as soon as we change it from Channel 5 here, ABC, they're going to get to some college football games going on here. Got to check that USC I think UCLA, UCLA score. It, UCLA was only down three last time I yeah, saw it. Yeah, yeah. How about, dude, break. how about how about some Beamer Bowl today? They destroyed Bro, How about Tennessee. some Beamer Bowl taking down Tennessee, Tennessee in emphatic fashion? Shout out Shane Beamer, man. Love that guy. Yeah. No, I, it, it, Arkansas had a nice day against Ole Miss, but um, we know what the story is here today. OU defense, you're going to hear about it a lot for the next two hours because they were exceptional. Turning Spencer Sanders over, and not only did they turn Spencer Sanders over, there was about three or four other opportunities they had at interceptions where it's like, oh, that ball was tipped and you had a great chance to make that play. Um, so maybe Spencer Sanders is lucky to only have four picks today. but Yeah, could have had seven or eight. That, that side of the football, that they uh, – they were legit, no doubt. All right, 405-329-9000. We'll take an opening timeout. We'll get to some of your phone calls. We'll get to some of your texts as well on the other side. It is the Home Creation Sooner Game Day wrap-up show live on The Ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. Home Creation Sooner Game Day wrap-up show live on The Ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson, 405-329-9000. If you want to sneak in, Sooners win Bedlam 28-13. Uh, I'm just very interested to hear the tone of the fan base. Um, I really don't know what to expect. I think it's probably going to be a mixed bag. But let's try it out. Derek, you're first on the postgame show. Good to talk to you, Derek. What's going on? Hey, great win for us. Uh, love to see it, man. Defense, proud of them. I'm, I'm proud of that Colvin kid. Uh, he, he's, he's turned into a baller for us. All our defensive backs play great. I think we should have had yeah, they eight did. interceptions. Yeah. We could have very no, easily they, had eight. Hey, and you know what else, Derek? He, they, you know what else they did today that we've been waiting on forever? And there were times where Spencer Sanders got loose and made plays with his feet. How about the pressure? How about the drive? Was it like Oklahoma State's second to last drive? I think they got back-to-back sacks on like second and third yeah. down. They were getting yeah, pressure. It's amazing. Isn't it amazing yeah. what type of defense you can play if you get consistent pressure on the quarterback? And thank God they played like that, man, because like I heard y'all say, our, our offense fell flat after that. It's, it's a shame to come out that strong and potent that first quarter and then just uh, thank God the defense showed up. Yeah, 100%. Because you don't win. if the defense plays like they have for the majority of the year, I think we all know what happens tonight. You, you, you might lose by double digits if the defense doesn't play at a high level. Right, right. Well, I live out here in Alabama, so I guess now we just hope – I kind of hope we'll get a bowl game somewhere out this way or closer. Norman's a long way, so. <laughs> but y'all have yeah. a good one, man. That was a great win. Hopefully we'll get the recruits that came in. Hopefully they like what they've seen. Excited about yeah. Jackson Arnold, man. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Hey, appreciate it, Derek. Yeah, it was. A, it's a great call. It's, it's really a good call. Appreciate you, Derek. I tell you what, he brings up the recruits. A lot of defensive recruits in the house tonight. Yeah. They had to like what they seen, Tyler. Well, I mean, it was if the team's performance actually affects what those guys think, it was the perfect weekend for them to be here. It was a night game. It was the best defensive performance of the year. If any of that matters whatsoever, yes, it was the ideal time for seven five-stars most of those guys on the defense to be in town today. So, that, that yeah, that worked out well. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. So much of this goes into, 
you know, we talk about what goes into recruitment, right? You got a bunch of recruits in town. You got a bunch of commits in town that are talking them through it. And I tell you what, the fan base did a great job tonight, Tyler. I thought they were loud. I thought they were, uh, you know, in the moment. They reacted to the songs really well. They got the light show going. I thought the environment was was a plus tonight, probably. And I think that's often led by the defense because that's when you want to be your loudest. I think the crowd really did a good job. I know I've been critical of the crowd, um, so I want to make sure I give it its due whenever it performs well. 405-329-9000 if you want to hop in. Let's go to Brian. i got a feeling Brian might be a little disappointed with the offense tonight. Brian, you're on the postgame show. What's going on, man? Hey. Thanks, guys. Um, uh, we're ready for the national championship now, man. We're, yeah, we are let's go. ready. We're ready. Except they don't play for, the national championship in Memphis at the Liberty Bowl December 28th? Is that not where yeah. it's held? Well, you would only aspire to go to the Liberty Bowl. you got to win one more game to get to the Liberty Bowl. True, so, true. You know, you know I mean, uh, otherwise you'll have to go to the guaranteed, guaranteed, the guaranteed bowl, whatever they call that. But nonetheless, I just want to make sure, are any of the offensive recruits around listening? <laughs> Jackson Arnold um, saw it tonight. He might think he's got a chance to play next year. I, I, I don't know. Well, he might. He might. I just make sure they're away from my comment here. But Jeff Levy sucks, okay? His offense sucks. Um, you, you could, what was it, one for 17? I think in the last three games, he's three for 400,000 in, in third down conversions, it seems like. It's gotten to the point where it's, third and three, and you actually think, we're not going to pick this up. We're not going to pick this up. Whereas before, we thought we would pick it up. But, um, hell, before we thought we'd pick up third and 16, but not now. Yeah. Third yeah, and it three was... is very debatable. Now, it's great. The defense was playing a lot better, and I think, we're done. look, it's going to get a lot better on the defensive side. But the direction on the offense, I don't like. I don't like it. Yeah, they um, they got in a flow early, and obviously they did, some, they did some nice things in the first quarter offensively. They did with the deep ball. But when they're out of rhythm, they're out of rhythm, man. And getting that initial first, I mean, it's not just the, well, it is the, the, the really bad third down conversions. I think you convert on two third downs in the past two weeks combined. That's bad. But it's a three and outs, man. Like, if you're not going to score offensively, Brian, that's fine. At least run five, six minutes off the clock. Um, exactly. But, they, they, I mean, it was quick three and outs where 45 seconds is off the clock and the defense is back out there. Uh, your boy, Teddy Lehman, on the second-to-last Oklahoma drive, the second-to-last, uh, was kind of criticizing, saying, in, in his own way, um, saying, why are we going so fast here? Yeah. Why are we still going so fucking fast? We cannot pick up a third down. Why are we going so fast? Can we not adjust? Or is, is this their way or the highway? And they're going to, by God, they're going to go do it this way. And to hell, everybody else be damned. You know? Yeah. Um, which is just a bad way. <laughs> it, it, those kind of coaching staffs don't last very long. Let me just say you know, yeah, well, so. it's it's going to have to be better next week offensively. I need to I need to see some progression by those guys for sure, and it would help with uh, third down conversion starting that way. Hey, hey, man, Brian, good to talk to you, dude. Later, thanks, guys. So, yeah, I don't know. It just 
I, I tell you, it's going to be a mixed bag tonight, and that's fine. Like, I'm not – if you want to be critical of the offense tonight, I think you have every right to be critical of the offense. But at the same time, I think you got to admit that the defense played really well tonight. It's just weird sitting here with a 15-point win and even being remotely critical about what we saw because we've seen this team this year, and they haven't been great. They win by double digits for the first time in, what, over a – I guess over a month now and you're still kind of wondering where the offense is. Whatever. I, m- maybe tonight is about the celebration. Uh, maybe tonight is just about getting the sixth win you're going to a bowl game. We'll talk about the issues coming up next week. Who knows? Yeah, and, and that's my thing, Tyler, is during this stretch, I don't think you or I has ever argued that this team was elite. I don't remember ever hearing it from you. I certainly haven't heard it from anybody else in the city that, that this team was elite. No. So I don't think it's it's necessarily fair to expect an elite performance. Today we go out. The offense, after that 28 points, man, they fell flat. Absolutely. But defense held serve. We get a 15-point win to become bowl eligible. What were we saying before the game? Man, give me a one-point win. I don't even care what it looks like. I don't care what it looks like. And all the people that said, I don't care what it looks like, are now telling us, that that was a lie. They yeah. do care what it looks like. Well, I mean, it, the defense is showing signs of growth. Like, if you're kind of – like, you shouldn't complain about this win, like you're saying, and it's right. You, you won Bedlam, and if this is the last time you play for a while, you're going to have scoreboard over those guys. That is very, very important when it comes to smack talk between you and those guys. But don't live in the negativity tonight is what I would say. Yes, we will talk about the offense, and we have talked about the offense not having a great three quarters, but don't live in the negativity. Instead, I guess look at it from a very positive and say, wow, this defense may be turning a corner. That's kind of how I'm going to look at tonight um, is just that. Is this defense, a month ago, it was so bad, and it's slowly but surely, it's, it's making strides. And we saw young guys early. Gentry Williams, true freshman. Not an early enrollee even was getting in early. I think that's one thing that we talked about uh, about midseason, Tyler. We talked about some things we wanted to see with this team, and we said, you know what, we just want to see some growth on defense. And we're seeing it, man. We're seeing it. The guys are in the backfield. You're getting tackles for loss. You're getting turnovers. You know, you're doing all those things that we've been waiting to see. And and the defense played great tonight, and and they they really – have deserved their praise. They were violent tonight a lot, too. And, you know, over the past several weeks when we've been critical of this defense, one of the things mentioned is this defense doesn't have any big hits. In fact, when they make tackles, they get pushed back a yard and a half for two yards, and a third and eight ends up being like a third and four because you can't have any knockback tackles. Tonight was really kind of the first nine and consistently where OSU would throw a screen pass. And all of a sudden, here's an OU defensive lineman coming out of nowhere. Boom! They had a sack late in the game, and it looked like Ronnie Perkins. He just throws Spencer Sanders like a, like a rag doll. It was a violent, aggressive defense, and I think that comes from confidence. And what that tells me is this defense has got their feet under them a little bit right now, and they're playing with some confidence. And you saw defense tonight that was playing with some confidence. Now, it, it looks like they're playing downhill, to your point, right? Yeah. You always talk about that on offense, play downhill, run the ball, this, that. This defense is playing downhill. The corners, the secondary really impressed me today. They were really identifying those quick screens, those quick bubble, those bubbles, everything outside 
um, and really got Oklahoma State behind the chains early. Um, I, 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 to your point, the defense is showing a lot of growth. Couldn't be more excited, and it's a lot of young guys that are in there as well. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how you can be mad at this performance. If you're mad at this performance, then you might be expecting too much out of the current state of the yeah. Oklahoma Sooners. Yeah, no, I mean, it's – yeah, I mean, it, you, it's hard not to be greedy, but if you want to be realistic about what this team is, like, yeah, this team is probably not good enough to blow out somebody 56-3. And here's another thing about this win today. That's the best win that this team's had all year long. I know Kansas was ranked 19th, Oklahoma State's 22nd, but I, uh, th- that's that's going to be the win from this season that you remember, most likely. I mean, I don't think we're really going to be bragging about the Kansas win, and maybe we're not bragging about this win, but this is this is your signature win of the season. Well, Steely talked about it before uh, on the pregame, right? He said, which is the better win, Nebraska or Kansas? Because Nebraska's on the road, you know, big environment, things like that. Kansas is at home, you know. But at the same time, this is your best win of the season. And more so, you did it against Spencer Sanders. Yeah. Spencer Sanders has won a lot of ball games. Reigning Big 12 offensive player yes. of the year last year. And, sure. and you made him ineffective. You made him a negative. Well, that was probably his worst game that he's played all year long. Against Oklahoma's yeah. defense. Get yeah. that through your head. No, I don't think it's a problem. I think it, I mean, he threw four picks, right? Four picks, and he had one touchdown pass. One touchdown pass, four picks. That's one of the worst games Spencer Sanders has probably played in his career. And that was because of the Oklahoma defense, which is interesting to think about. And I I don't think he's like the best quarterback that it's ever rolled through OSU before. But to your point, he's played a ton of football games, man. Played a ton of football games, and you made him look below average tonight. So Brent Venables talked about it. He said, man, you know, he started a lot in high school, won a lot in high school. He's, uh, you know, know, he could break the Oklahoma State all-time wins as a quarterback record. I mean – the dude's a winner. Dude's played a lot of football, and you made him look bad tonight. Yeah. And this wasn't a Spencer Sanders that we'd seen in the past that just does this every couple games. He'd had a really good year, and we said, man, if Spencer Sanders is healthy and he can run on us, then 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 it's going to be a long day. It wasn't a long day. The defense stepped up big time. 405-329-9000. Chris, Steve, I see you there. We'll get you on the other side. More phone calls and more postgame analysis of OU winning Bedlam and moving to 6-5 and five on the year. Has 6-5 and five ever felt better than it does tonight? I mean, come on. The Sooners are going bowling. We get another win on the schedule. It's probably going to be in Phoenix or Memphis. I don't care. We get to watch this team two more times. That's fun. All right, uh, again, 405-329-9000. Home Creation Sooner Game Day wrap-up show rolls on next. Keep it on, keep it on the ref. Home Creation Sooner Game Day wrap-up show live from O'Connell's on Campus Corner. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, Connor Pasby is back in studio. Again, 405-329-9000 if you want to hop in. Sooners win it tonight in Bedlam over Oklahoma State. Um, Some curious reviews tonight. Uh, OU got a first down on a fourth down that was reversed. OSU should have had a fourth and short. I thought it was like fourth and a yard that they should have had. They give him a first down on the play. Uh, there was a really bad pass interference call in the end zone. There were a few times tonight where I'm sitting in the stadium saying, geez, OU's kind of getting the business from the officials tonight. Want to be that guy? Oh, USC 148-45? Okay, yeah, thank you. you know. Bummer. Whatever. Yeah. They'll lose in the playoff. Who cares? It is what but, it is. But there, there were some calls tonight where I was like, dang, um, going against OU tonight. Yeah, no, no, it, you know, it is what it is. 
we got on our own way enough. There's no doubt. But and you never want to be that guy, right, Tyler? You never want to. Oh, be I that. always want to be that guy. <laughs> about the officials. But you know, it is what it is. That Woody Washington penalty was. Inexcusable. I don't understand. I, I, I thought he played great defense, and that's part of the problem. A guy like that, that has had periods of maybe maybe not getting his head around, maybe grabbing a guy. We remember the TCU game where he was abused. He finally plays good defense, and they get called. I'll tell you yeah. what. You know what? SEC officials don't call Oh, that. yeah, that's a no call. They don't call that. That's, that's good no physical. Call. That's offensive pass <laughs> interference in the SEC, if anything. That's good physical. I'll tell you what. My boy Gunny right here. Yeah, he's the out. man. Gunny hanging out. I haven't seen Gunny without a beer today, I and I, that's my kind of guy. Right what there. I like is that Gun- <laughs> Gunny has matched his beer choice with his Ref Army shirt, yes, which is Bud Heavy, Bud Full Flavor on a red Ref shirt. It is the holiday, so he's gorgeous. Going red. That's it's awesome. gorgeous. Yeah, come out, hang out with us here at O'Connell's, uh, right here on Campus Corner. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Chris, you're on the post game show. What's going on, Chris? What's going on, fellas? A um, lot better in the past two weeks, Chris. I'll say that. Well, I tell you that I love the defense tonight. I, yeah, I, I love the defense. Some of them calls with the refs. I guess they got SEC bias already. So I mean, I don't know. Hey, you know what? That's all right. That's all right. If we can, if we can stand up to the refs and OSU and still win by fifteen, sign me up every day. You know. <clears throat> I hear what you're saying about the game. It's a win. A win is a win. But what I can't stand is the mediocrity. I can't stand the mediocrity. Is that this is killing me? Personally, they need to. I, I'm. I'm hoping. I'm hoping the high heaven next year that they have a quarterback competition. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, that'll I'm be interesting. Like I, I, I would guess Gabriel is the the heavy favorite for the starter next year. I can tell that that's not necessarily what you want to hear, Chris. But in terms of a true competition, someone's going to have to light it up in spring ball, I think, for that thought to even cross their mind heading into training camp. But that's, I, just, that's just my feel. But I do think, I, I do think, uh, you know, talking with Chris here, I do think that there should be at least a competition, right? Sure. That's one thing, you know, to Chris's point, which is a good one, is. You know, it, going into the season, they didn't allow for a competition. They really didn't recruit. You know, they talked transfer portal. They told all those guys in the transfer portal, they said, hey, man, you're coming to be QB2 whether you like it or not. Yeah. And you're not going to get a quality backup like that, right? So I do think, to Chris's point, you just you open it up to a competition. Does Dylan win it? Probably. But if Nick Evers or, or Jackson Arnold win it, then so be it. Let's go run the Yeah, offense. no, I, I would, Chris, and, and, I, and I'm going to guess that you're on this side too, I, I would definitely be okay if in January they say, they don't come out and say 100% Dylan Gabriel's our starter no matter what. Like, let, let, let's see things throughout the spring, and let's see how it works out. Then we'll make a decision moving forward. Yeah, I just, I, I just, I, I, I've said this so many times, I'm just, I'm real. I'm not. I really am not a believer in Dylan Gabriel. I'm just not into it. Now, granted, some of the wide receivers like Jaleel Farouk, I'm surprised he had as many drops as he did. Uh, Marvin Mims has kind of got back on track. Theo Weiss. I, I heard something. Someone say that uh, the positions of the wide receivers has been moved out. Uh, Stoops has been moved to the outside, and somebody else has been moved to the outside. And Theo Weiss has been moved to the inside, and I'm trying to wonder what's going on with that. 
And then in my mind, I, the, the development, I see Stoops already have the development. Jaleel Farouk, development. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not seeing this development yeah. with this wide receivers coach. And I understand no, they were bad he, he just got there after after Kale or whatever. But in my mind, I'm missing I'm missing a wide receiver development. As, well, as and we far talk- as Kale is concerned. No, we talked, and, and that's a really that's a really good point because we brought that up, right? Is you know, Ladamian Washington, he was put in a position that's almost Tyler unfair to him. He got in. He was a he he was an assistant wide receiver coach. Gets elevated in really just the blink of an eye, and now not only does he have to hold on to recruits, he's got to coach these guys up. You would hope that you don't have to coach Marvin Mims how to catch a ball anymore because he was a freshman All American, but I do think. To that point, and, and this is not any shade towards LaDamian Washington. He was put in an unfair position. But I do expect Oklahoma just, to perhaps upgrade the position in oh, the offseason. They will. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 I just can't see this. I mean, you can't get fourth and one. I mean, what is up with these plates? I mean, these I don't play know. calls are horrible. I mean, these play yeah, calls well, are horrendous. You know, um, I, I, I understand that Levy and – Gabriel are going to catch most of the arrows for the way that the offense played tonight. But you mentioned it with the wide receiver. The wide receivers, I think collectively, they were great in the first quarter. That was maybe their worst game of the year. There were so many drops, so many bad drops that happened tonight. So, yes, Gabriel did not light it up by any stretch. But he had no running what game happened? whatsoever tonight, and his wide receivers were really, really bad. So, I, I will say Why that he- it's not on those two guys. It's the whole offense was bad. Why? Why are they doing these? Why are they doing these weird plays in the, in the beginning of a game and not running? Them? I mean, well, you, I mean, I mean, I understand the first series you got down there, you have to throw the ball, but you're not running the ball. Yeah, well, the I mean, run you, game you, was in a, the run like game was ineffective. Run game was ineffective, but you look at it to Tyler's point. I mean, Jaleel Farouk has that one hit him in the chest. Yep, man, bounces off like. And it happened multiple times, and you're looking at it like Jaleel dropped a couple big ones. Gavin Freeman on and a Gavin third Freeman down, you know, just the swing. Out. I mean, it's probably a first down. It's, it's just, man. It's, you know, the play calls. And to your point, I won't say the play calling was, you know, he wasn't a maestro by any means back there. I mean, he wasn't lighting the world on fire with the offensive play calling. I don't think anybody would, would subscribe to that. But at the same time, in the first quarter, they were making the plays, to Tyler's point. They were making the plays. And when you make the plays, play calling is often hindsight 2020, right? You look back and say, man, I'm glad they dialed up that man. That was a great idea, and they caught it. Well, if you didn't catch it, they say, man, man, why are you airing it out on first down? They went from Drake Stoops going full extension, catching a, I mean, just a unbelievable catch at like the two-yard line to felt like they had about six or seven drops after that. This is weird. Weird day. Weird day offensively. Hey, Chris, is always. Check this out. The one play that really got yeah. me to was when. When uh, Oklahoma State kicked the ball, and they threw the ball automatically to, to uh, a backward pass to whoever they to get the guy to run up the field. I mean, that that was kind of a uh, I don't know kind of play because just in case that play didn't go right, Oklahoma State could have been in the end zone. 
Yeah, but it did. I mean, you were talking about the kickoff return. I, I like that. That was yeah. he actually executed that play. That was the one play. I know that's not offense. That's special teams. But that was like one of the few throws in the second half or in the past three quarters that actually worked out well. Billy Bowman can sling it, baby. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Chris. Good to talk to you, man. Yeah. As always. All right, man. Y'all take it easy. Hey, appreciate you, Chris. I'm telling you, it's going to be a mixed bag tonight. And that's fine. Whatever. But, oh, you did win the game by two Ty- touchdowns. Tyler, <laughs> I, Tyler, I will take a mixed bag of calls after a two-touchdown win over an inexplicable loss to West Virginia a million times. I will do this. I would do a post-game show for 30 hours in a row if it meant I didn't have to do two hours of post-game after that West Virginia. Let's see what Steve's got. Steve, you're on the post-game show. What's going on? Hey, guys, um, mixed bag phone call. So if you would have told me at the start of the night we win by uh, 15 points, I would have taken that in a heartbeat. Um, and the defense I thought was incredible. Uh, more pressure on uh, the quarterback, uh, first time since Nebraska. I mean, they were um, unbelievable. Um, what, four picks? And they probably should have had an additional three or four interceptions. They dropped a few. So, like, huge um, uh, effort by them. But I got to tell you, I am extremely concerned about Jeff Levy's uh, ability to call a game. I mean, how horrific the last three quarters of play calls. And the game clock management was awful. The, the TV commentators were all over Levy. Like, why are we snapping the ball with 30 seconds left on the play clock and going, hurry up. And then uh, at the end of the first half, when we threw the ball on third down, run a draw and send him the ball to kick a field goal. I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, it was very, I mean, and then, of course, Gabriel. I mean, he's not going to, you can't win with that guy. So I, I'm not wishing harm on Gabriel, but if he has, if uh, Jackson Arnold does not win the job, I will not be upset if Gabriel gets hurt or benched because you can't win with that kid. I mean, he's a nice guy, but there's a reason why he went to UCF. It's because no one else wanted him. And, you know, he's small, can't see over the line, and he's extremely inaccurate at crucial times. Um, however, I do have a question. Yeah, sure. Any, any initial intel from our guy Parker Thune on the uh, – reaction to all the recruits no i mean you're really not going to get that until tomorrow honestly um but here's what i do know is 98 percent of visits if not more they all say oh my gosh i had a great time on my official or unofficial visit it was awesome so (laughs) well and also keep in mind guys i know a lot of us think hey look these guys come on the visit they go to the game and then they're done right no they're all hanging out tonight they're hanging out with coaches they're hanging out with friends i know jackson and peyton are going to be together tonight you know hanging out like it's the visit i mean the visit is we're in the middle of it you know like the game is just part of a visit right so whether it's you know hanging out with friends whether it's meeting people whether it's you know touring the stadium afterwards whether they're in you know the locker room still whether they're hanging out like last time like last year at iowa state i was hanging out Afterwards, David Hicks was just shooting hoops. He was playing basketball in the facility, just hanging out, like that kind of stuff. The visits are in the middle. You will not hear about visits until they are over, and the visits aren't over until they leave town. And a lot of them, which is usually normal, they'll probably have breakfast at the president's house tomorrow, and then they'll all go home, and then you'll start to hear of it. But I do like the question about recruiting because, Tyler, it's a big recruiting weekend and the biggest, recruiting weekend. biggest recruiting weekend and you win by two touchdowns against a rival um, that's got a better record than you and the crowd came alive they were really good and uh, 
you know, to your point, I don't want to see Dylan Gabriel get hurt by any means. He he came sight unseen to a college, you know, to come with his old coach. Where would we have been maybe if he didn't come? Who knows, right? But to your point, I do want there to be an open competition. I want I want Jackson Arnold to have a chance. I want Nick Evers to have a chance. I want there to be a full-blown open competition and let the best man win. Yeah, uh, you can't won't we'll be able to win consistently with him. I mean, he's a good quarterback, and that's about it. But very, very inaccurate at crucial times. He's a hard time uh, seeing over the line. But um, one other question is: Is Rain is he out for the year with that injury? I heard he might have to have surgery, or is he going to be able to get back for next week? Um, I don't know exactly. My guess is that, I don't know, maybe he's not back next week and you try to get him back for the bowl game potentially because he's the guy, when we talk about bowl practices, you know, we think of these young guys, these true freshmen, whatever. Raym is a guy that needs just reps. Yeah. He needs more and more reps because he's going to be, I mean, if Anton Harrison doesn't come in back next year, he's going to kind of be the centerpiece of your offensive line. Like he's going to have to take a massive step this next offseason. Yeah, and, and, and to your point, Tyler, he missed he missed a lot of time in the offseason, too. I think he missed the entire spring. Yeah, right? so, I mean, there's a situation where this isn't a guy that has just had a ton of reps in the offseason before. So this is a guy, especially if we're dealing with a quarterback competition, that we discussed on the previous question. That's a guy that's got to have rep after rep after rep after rep. So if it's a question of surgery, you know, you got to time that appropriately. you got to get your recovery time in there. And honestly, if it becomes a situation where, Tyler, you say, hey, you know what, the guy's got to have surgery, why not have it right now? You know what I mean? You're bowl eligible. You know, you can you can go with Conjol there right now. But have them ready for spring. Have them ready for this big 2023 push, which I think we all assume is going to be a big improvement on this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, big shout out to uh, Cole and Jalen Redman and Wawu. They had their best games probably of the year. I mean, uh, Redman was all over the field. Um, I thought Jordan how, Kelly um, played well, too. I thought all yeah, those guys Kelly up front. Downs yeah. made some nice Defensive plays. Defensive line had a great game. Yeah, had their best game. Yeah. Maybe the best game of the year. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah, it. Good yeah, luck. Uh, good luck next week. Thanks. But thank you. 405-329-9000. If you want to hop in, we'll take a timeout, get to more of your calls, and we'll talk more about this Bedlam game on the other side. It is the home creation Sooner Game Day wrap-up show right here on The Ref. It's the home of Sooner fans. Sooner game day wrap-up show. Sooners win Bedlam, but <laughs> it doesn't necessarily feel like it because the offense wasn't very good, and we've had some uh, upset individuals on the phone line, which is fine. Hey, it's fine. Yes, the offense has not performed well here recently, but OU did win the game today. They did win Bedlam by 15 points. They are going bowling. They get to six wins. Probably going to play the guaranteed rate bowl or the Liberty Bowl. Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson with you until 1230, live at O'Connell's. Let's go back to the phone lines, 405-329-9000, if you want to hop in. Sean in Louisiana is on hold. Sean, what's going up? What's going on, dude? Hey, what's up, Ty, man? Uh, just chilling, you know. Uh, enjoy the game tonight. Uh, stressful uh, last few quarters, you know. But, uh, I mean, the offense, that first quarter was absolutely amazing. Uh, unfortunately, we just kept 
putting ourselves in a bad field position in order to kind of move the ball down and put ourselves back in that situation uh, uh, to, to really score. But, um, you know, I think everything that everyone's been saying, for the most part, has been on point, you know. Um, yeah. You know, but honestly, the, the most baffling thing to me is what, quite honestly, a few of the callers have mentioned. It's if Levy's uh, game management, you know. I mean, you're, you're, you're going for third and whatever with 30 seconds left. You're still running a hurry-up offense. When you see that, I mean, man, Matt props to the defense, man. They really, really, really stepped up tonight because it almost seems like Levy was intent on <laughs> – kind of losing that game for them, you know, with his play calling. And come on, Dylan Gabriel, he looked, he looked great in the first quarter. But, man, it was just a Landry Jones-esque kind of vibe to him because, like, on certain plays, he just gets happy feet and just runs into sacks and, you know. There's no kind rhythm. Of, and, There's no, no rhythm tonight no. offensively. Jeff Levy couldn't get into rhythm. The offense, the run game couldn't get into rhythm. The pass, it's like – and they had good field position. It just kind of felt like at times, okay, if they could just get a first down, then right, maybe they could right. start to get some momentum. But, Sean, you watch, we all watched the same game. They could never get that first down tonight. Right. What they were like one of 13 or something? Like, what? what is yeah. going on here? You know? I did not um, expect I did not expect to uh, see Landry Jones catch some strays tonight on the postgame show, Tyler. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I did. It, I did. There's always a chance that Landry Jones catches a stray. I did not scenario. expect Landry, Landry sitting at home enjoying a nice glass of red wine, maybe tuned in. Hey. He's like, man, what did I do? Man, what did I do? Hey, hey no, nah. hey, look, he's still, he's still a suitor through and through, and I love him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so, so I, that, that was just a uh, a little something, something, but yeah, man. I mean, I, I, oh no, I feel you. I, I'm not. Like, I'm not hating. I'm not hating at all. I just, I just thought it was. A, it was a funny, uh, funny concept. I got you. Yeah, man. I mean, I, is, is this something where has he completely given Jeff Levy complete autonomy over what he? I mean, like, because you would think that with him being a defensive-minded coach, that you know, with the situations that he kept putting the defense in time and time again, with I mean, thirty seconds left on the. They punted the ball with 17 seconds left on the like, what? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's yeah. like I do. I do think. I do think Jeff Levy, as a first time like full blown without an offensive head coach type situation, offensive coordinator. Um, I expect him to get better, and he's got to so. get better. To your so. point, he's got to get better. And what I would ask anybody who, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that you're saying this, so please don't think I'm putting words in your mouth. But anybody who wants to get rid of Jeff Levy, I hope you know that you're getting rid of Jackson Arnold as well. So anybody who yeah. wants Jackson Arnold out of the class, which means also probably all the wide receivers too, then okay, let's get rid of Jeff Levy and see where we're at. No, I'm And I'm, I'm like I said, I'm not saying you're saying that. I'm not right, putting no, no, that on no, you. No, I'm just no, saying it's something that to consider. Right. No, no, I definitely get it. You know what I mean? As, as, as tired as I was tonight with this, with, with – you know, his, his his game management, you know, I still think that with J.A. coming in and, and hopefully, you know, with the experience that he gets from this year that, uh, you know, we're, we're going to see a more improved uh, offensive uh, uh, kind of team out there. Look, all You better. Those, you better. Uh, if you're going to yeah, take a right. step in year two, man, you better be better offensively or I don't know if you're going to be 5-5 five and five next year. You might be pretty close. I mean, this offense has, like, I thought the story going into the offseason, it was, well, offense, you're probably going to be pretty good, but defensively, you got a long way to go. 
Like, the defense has been far better than the offense the past two weeks, and it really hasn't been close. So offensively, they got to make some strides. And, hey, Sean, I mean, here's the thing is I, I can already tell now, I think that Dylan Gabriel will be your day one starter next year. But I feel like every postgame show, there's going to be a lot of people, a lot of fans clamoring for Jackson Arnold to take over this team. And maybe that happens at some point. But I, I think that's going to be a major storyline next year. Maybe the biggest is what happens at QB. Right. I just want to see a competition. I mean, look, if Dylan Gabriel, I mean, I know he, he came off an injury and so on and so forth. And, you know, yeah, he's experienced in the offense, but I, he came from UCF. He's not, I mean, in my opinion, he's not used to the kind of, you know, kind of play quality that, that, that's, that's going on in the offense that he is now. I think with a year more of comfort, that's fine. That's fine. But I don't want that. Well, you guys are just coming in for uh, uh, to be backups. You know, let there be true competition to where he is truly put. And and I mean, I'll, I'll be fine with if he's the day one starter. And uh, I see a lot of improvement. Look, lastly, all in all, the dub is a dub is a dub. I love it. Yeah, we're both at Google, but it kind of like yeah, you know. But hey, look, <laughs> yeah, they go win it feels dirty. Life, it feels dirty. Years. Yeah, it does. It does. But, I mean, here's the hope we get a, a, a few, you know, defensive, maybe even offensive also uh, recruit commits out of this. And uh, looking forward to watching the rest of the game, Ty. Yeah, yeah it, it's a good call. And, and, Tyler, I think he brings up a good point about competition. I do think that when Jeff Levy arrived at the University of Oklahoma, he was focused on the install. He was focused on the install. It's the first time in, what, 23 years, 24 years that we've had to install both sides of the ball. So I'm right. sure Brand Venable said, hey, Jeff, you got to un- install this offense immediately. Get it done. And he said, look, I got a guy. He knows the offense. He can help me with the install. Is he the best quarterback of all time? No, I don't think anybody accused him of that. But I think this year he can really focus on fine-tuning some things and not being all worked up in the install because I think part of that was maybe not giving the appropriate amount of attention to developing the backup or developing competition because he was so worked up in the install. Now the offense is installed. We're going into year two. Now let's focus on upgrading instead of just installing. Maybe, but the offense should be getting better as the year goes on. And the offense is, I mean, it's, it's been a bad offense the past two weeks. Well, you played two very gettable defense. Two, two, weeks, two weeks outside of one quarter, outside of one quarter. This first quarter was incredible. Yeah, the first quarter was incredible. <laughs> first quarter was like, yeah. first quarter was one of those things like, we saw it and we're like, oh my god, but Dude, this is what this offense dreaming. is. And then oh, it got. And, and thank, and, and thank God for that first quarter. You don't win the game tonight, oh, but I yeah. think that that makes the situation more maddening. Is that you see the capability of this offense and the talent level that they have, and just to throw out just a just an awful performance like that the following three quarters i think in some weird way uh makes it worse i don't know hey uh sean good to hear from you man enjoy the rest of your all right evening. thanks i appreciate it all right yeah 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 405-329-9000 if you want to hop in roger from la's on hold and we're up against it i want to give roger his full run it's roger from texas now stop, roger mess, from, stop no, messing he, up where he's where he's he, at he still goes from roger from la okay still how he goes i like roger roger's grown on me throughout the season i like him um I want to give Roger a full run, so we'll take a break. We'll do that final hour of the Home Creation Sooner Game Day wrap-up show coming up next right here on The Ref. Final hour, Home Creation Sooner Game Day wrap-up show live from O'Connell's on Campus Corner. I won't keep Roger waiting. I'll let him go. Roger, you're on the post-game show. What's going on, man? Yes, how are you tonight? Uh, yeah, hanging in there. Hanging in there, Roger. Well, it's late. I know you guys probably want to get the, get the heck out of there and uh, get to the house, but... Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I kind of feel like Eddie Murphy used to describe 
I think it was Eddie Murphy Raw when he described a starving man eating regular crackers, salting crackers, thinking those are rich crackers, even a win. When you're, I think our offense didn't get a first down for about oh, about three quarters tonight. And it's just it's it's nice not to wake up just feeling like a homeless guy in the morning, you know, like having you know get, get got beat like we did last week. It's, it's an embarrassing loss last week, but you, know, you take the win. You do see a lot of proof of life. I am encouraged by the defense. I know we did, you know last week didn't play a good offense. It was hard to measure that. Kind of melted in the fourth quarter. Um, but but I thought we played okay last week defensively. You started to see some some guys making plays, penetration on the D line. It looks like the team, like the defensive side of the ball, guys are starting to understand the principles of defense a little better. Tonight they were very good. They won the game for us tonight. Um, I'm 100 percent on board with everybody that's complained. Gabriel's not the guy. I, and, and, and I'll tell you right now, if if Venables and and get by the way, my man Levy. Is that dude eating Halloween candy up there? What is he doing? It looks like he's gaining like like 50 pounds through the season, and it ain't because he's calling great games, by the way. You know, like, this dude is, first of all, he's ignorant as hell. We have a 14-point lead or 15-point lead, and he has him running a hurry-up offense with six minutes going in the game. He's Gabriel throwing the football. I mean, that was high school stuff up there, man. That was terrible. Yeah. Why did we recruit? Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if he panicked today, Roger. Um, but the clock management. I mean, it was. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was bad. How is it was that really dude bad. an old coordinator at Oklahoma? Like I know that he he coached under Linton Kiffin, and they went to you know, went to dinner every night. But I, I just I haven't seen it, man. I mean, I mean, at times I think his first like twenty plays scripted are pretty good, and then you get off script, and it just I, I just I don't get it, man. I know that. I when it gets Jack off Norman script from this good. offense, they have a hard time getting it going again. We kind of saw well, seen that the past few weeks. It feels like. Why do we recruit a five foot eight quarterback from Central Florida? I, I swear to God, Gabriel's like he might be five foot nine and a half. And their their options yeah. were, I, I, and, and I'll give them that their options were pretty were pretty limited at that point. They they were put well, in a really well, tough on. spot quarterback wise. Well, Tyler, hold on now, man. Hold on now. I, I disagree. We could have had the quarterback at LSU, the guy that's at LSU that played at Arizona State. That dude's going to play in the NFL. We could have well, had him. Well, do, do you know for sure that you could have had uh, Jake Daniels? Well, I don't know. Absolutely, don't know. if Oklahoma offers that guy. And by the way, we could have had Michael Penix, the guy that transferred out. That's like six foot three. The guy that transferred from Indiana. We could have had either one of those guys. You think either one of those guys have not come to the University of Oklahoma to play quarterback? We he circled. You guys hit it in the last two segments ago about his comfort zone. If this was all about loyalty. And we're going to let loyalty make a damn fool of us. I think that next year, defensively, off of the slight projection you see here, the movement kind of progression, I think we have a chance to be pretty respectable defensively, just up, you know, maturation defense. I think you'll get an influx of, of talent there as well. And I, I'm starting to get a little bit of confidence there. But if he, if we go back to war with this dude as our quarterback next year, and I don't have anything against this kid, okay? I'm sure he's a nice dude, be a nice guy to go to Chili's with and all that and have a Budweiser. With, but he is not the quarterback. He's not a guy that's going to win you a lot of big, any big games. You, what you, what you guys' confidence level in this dude completing the pass when it's third and ten? Mine's like zero, zero. Percent. Oh well, they haven't, like, they haven't done it. Of course, it's, of course, it's pretty low. No, I know. Look, really? next year, th- next year there will be a real this offseason there will be a real conversation on which quarterback gives them the best chance to win. Now, in terms of who's on the team right now at this given second. Um, I do believe it's Dylan Gabriel gives them the best chance to win. I we saw Davis Bevel 
I, I don't think that Nick Evers is that guy. Hey, I, I know it's not a great answer. I, I know, but you better hope that Jackson Arnold is – you better hope that Jackson Arnold is the truth, and you better hope that he's ready to play so, next year. So the, the deeper question is, I mean, he went – you start to question Levy's assessment of talent, okay, quarterback position. So hopefully Arnold's as good as everyone thinks he is. But, 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 you know, Gabriel's not. I, I, I just, he's a mediocre quarterback, and that's it. And that, that's being nice. Davis Bevel might be the worst quarterback I've seen in Oklahoma since Patrick Fletcher. And then, why did, why, why again did we recruit General Booty? I don't even know. I mean, that dude's just a, on a milk cart somewhere. And then I, the guy I'm really wondering about is Nick Evers. So the, this guy was a four star, and it sounds like he's driving taxis this year. I didn't even see. I think he was in civilian clothes tonight, like walking around. Man, like you're just around. beating down the entire well, team after well, the big uh, well, bedlam yeah, win. Here's, man. here's Roger, the thing, Roger. Dang, you're addressing thing, Roger. them tonight. Here's the thing. They definitely mishandled the offseason when it came to the quarterback position. I think we can all agree on that. I think it was a mistake to just tell every quarterback in the portal, hey, look, you can come here, but you're going to be competing for QB2 because we've already given away QB1. I think that guarantees you that you get, at best, the 132nd best quarterback in the portal or in college football because 131 teams need a starter. So you, th- th- I think they mishandled that by doing that. I think they were too worried about the install, and they said, hey, let's go with a guy that knows the offense. That way we can at least install the offense while Brent's installing the defense and this, that, and the other. But with this next offseason, this is all about, hey, look, the, everybody knows the offense now. you got to either put up or shut up. Like with Nick Evers, it was a series of misfortunate events. It was he got a scooter accident hurt himself. He was in a boot, and then he got COVID, and then he got he, – he, it was it, it was over and over. While they're trying to do an install, you can't miss substantial time, and he missed substantial time. So he's talented well, for well, sure. And to, and to your height issue, he's 6'3". He'll be 6'3 well, after, well, you know, is, after this next is, season. I'm not contesting ever society, okay? but, but but my man Gabriel – is like five foot eight. The dude is. Well, I mean, that's I get that. I get that. And I'm not a guy that's like, okay, the quarterback position is totally dependent on height. I'm just saying that it's a situation where Dylan just happened to know the offense, and I think they took the easy way out, which is a negative. I'm I'm completely saying that's a negative that they took the easy way out and said, look, Dylan knows the offense. Let's bring him in. He can help with the install, and then let's work through this rebuilding year. But the problem mm-hmm. was. You cannot recruit to the quarterback position at University of Oklahoma and say, hey, Dylan Gabriel is our best option. You can come be QB2. Because Jackson Dart stopped in. He said, I'm not going to be QB2. Casey Thompson stopped in. He said, I'm not going to be QB2. Bohannon stopped in. He said, I'm not going to be QB2. And then you're left with Davis Bevel. Well, I, I, do have a, I do have a solid answer on that, though. Okay. You know what my man Levy and and I look again, I give compliments. I think the defense is moving along, moving the needle here. I think we're I think we're moving we're in the moving the right direction, okay? And I do have a little bit of confidence going to next year for that. But I have a good answer. Did did, did anybody Levy just ask you as a question, what is our record if they put any effort at all into retaining Caleb Williams? If they get on their knees, they kiss that dude's dad's ass. That wasn't going to happen, though. That, that was never going to happen, though. Caleb's not staying. They, they, not? they did have effort. Like, Britt Venables called him the like future of the program on stage at the Alamo Bowl. I mean, they put out a they, joint they statement. Out the joint statement from the I, 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 from I, I, the I athletic department. The record would be better to answer your question. But okay. They, well, I mean, I they, we, they, 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 there was effort there. There was. 
Yeah, well, I, I don't think, Roger, I don't think you're going to find a lot of, of, of people that think that Dylan Gabriel is a better quarterback right there now than Caleb Williams. I think you will find. I, Williams' best player in the country. Yeah, not a single. I don't think a, I don't think a sane person would say that. I mean, we're not on drugs here. So, but the, but the point is, I don't think to Tyler's point, I don't think you actually retain Caleb Williams. I mean, you look at. I mean, you look at the NIL deals he's getting with Beats by Dre. You're looking at you know the things that he's doing in L.A. You're looking at what we did to bend over backwards and get the money right and get you know the the statements, the public opinion. When have you ever seen? the administration make a public statement about one single player. I mean, they they tried to keep him. It wasn't a situation where they said, oh, well, Dylan's going to – or Caleb's just gone. It wasn't a situation. They tried to keep him. I don't know. I, I, I don't know you guys have more insight than I do. From afar, it just seems to me – to me, there was a red flag. And that I, it, 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 you hear the feedback from that kid, and I realized it was helicopter father. It was a total problem. But I think deep down, Williams wanted to come back to Oklahoma. His father obviously was looking to take him out back out to, to get to the Jeff Riley out. You had a funny way of showing it, Roger. Funny way of no, showing it if you want to come back. Did. Yeah, I don't I think know. he did. Hey, hey, but uh, at the end of the day, hey, thanks for taking the call, man. Yeah, hey, yeah. It was a yeah, good win. Good talk, I don't want to sound all yeah. sorry. Good win. Appreciate oh, you, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You just throw in there. Appreciate you, Roger. All right. 405 Yeah, I. If 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 you would have like showed me the tone of the post game show before the game, I would have said, "Geez, they lost again. They're five and again, six. Five and six. Oh, lost you did. Bedlam. Oh, you did win tonight. But we uh, won by fifteen. I'm going to roll through some tweets here on our uh, Twitter page. Oh, okay, you fans, cool. what's your thoughts on the 28-13 Bedlam win? Yeah, read some. Stacy says we won with defense. It's a weird feeling. I agree with that. Corey says, a down year and we won the game. This was supposed to be an elite year for little brother. Take it in stride and keep moving forward. Keep building. Boomer. Yep, 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 Clint yep, says yep. defense was solid tonight. Uh, Scott says it's a dub against the Pukes, and that's always a good thing. This one says, worst OU team in 20 years and still beats little brother. Let's go 8-5. and five. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, that was a mess on both sides. I have no extra confidence both ways going forward. Both sides? Tim, I don't what? I don't agree what with that, Tim. Too. Tim, come on, Tim. Tim, what's going on, dude? Tim's come the on tool man. Uh, could have been sixty-three to three, but a W is a W. That's from Nelly Sooner. Corn beef hash is in quotations, whatever that means. I'm not sure what that means. Could have been sixty-three. But I'll tell you what, Tyler. You know what's so interesting is people are saying, "Man, one with the defense, one with the defense, one with the defense," and everybody's like, "This is great. Let's dunk on the offense." Yeah. Where were? I mean, and this is my first year doing the postgame show, so you would have to tell me. In all these games that Caleb Williams and Baker Mayfield and Kyle Murray were winning, did did every postgame show have this tone? Oh, dude. And, and just say, oh, man, the defense is no good. I can't believe what the, the defensive players are doing. The 2018 season doing postgame shows, I mean, it was this times five because the defense was so bad. But the 2018 year. season where we went to the playoff, that's the one? Yes. That's the one you're yes. talking about? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> like the one that's, that's, that's what you get. <laughs> And that's fine. No, I, I I love the interaction. I think it's great. No, oh, I love I love the differing of opinions. Well, but. and I'm not talking about the interaction. Certainly yeah. not an issue. I I love the interaction. Don't get me wrong. Keep calling in. Keep interacting. I love on the text line. I love calling. I like people showing up here to O'Connell's, hanging out with us. But it's just the tone that's always interesting because, you know, it, it just it just differs. The perception, you know, just differs. Sure, it's the best win of the year. You just got the best win of the year by 15 points. <laughs> So, I know it's not the best vibes like of the year. 
Post-game Nebraska was the best vibe oh, of the yeah. year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, this program's different. Like, they're about to take off. It is different around here. I'm surprised I did that yeah. post-game with my shirt on. It was a fantastic Two time. Two months ago. Seems like an eternity. <laughs> All right, 405-329-9000, live at O'Connell's on Campus Corner. We'll get to more of your interaction and more on this Bedlam win. Coming up next, give it luck on the ref. Home Creation, Sooner Game Day Wrap-Up Show, live from O'Connell's on Campus Corner. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, Connor Pasby back in studio. few more segments left to get in with your post-game thoughts, 405-329-9000. Let's go back to the phone lines. We got Les. Les, you're on the post-game show. What's Les up? More. Hey, guys. How's it going on? Uh, you know, hanging out here, Les, and taking some uh, very angry phone calls this evening. Yeah, it sounds like everybody wants Lebby's and Dylan Ted right now. But yeah, I'm yeah, thankful. Yeah. yeah, I'm thankful. You know, we have all them awesome recruits there, which are it's just amazing the group of recruits we got. And it was really good to beat little brother, win a damn game. was awesome. Defense played awesome. They're on the damn field the last three quarters, and they held up, which is amazing. Um, I don't know what happened to the offense at all, but um, – I'm really happy for the win because it's going to give us practice time that we desperately needed for that bowl game, whichever one we go to. Um, when everybody's throwing Levy under the bus, I'm thinking, I think Levy calls a pretty decent game. I think there's some clock management issues. I don't think we should rush, you know, rush the plays because, you know, before we didn't have the defense to do it. And, like, at the end of this game, it was really poor to, you know, run the, we weren't running the clock off. But I think as far as play calling, he does fine. It's just that um, the players got to execute. That's all yeah. there is to Yeah, and, and that's where, and I'm not, I'm not saying that Gabriel was great tonight. I don't think really anyone's going to do that. But I will defend Gabriel tonight in that the run game was not there to the level that we've seen here recently. And right. I, I thought the wide receivers as a whole may have had their worst game of the year. So it oh, it, 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 it is tough to – thrive in a situation where and it felt like he was under a lot of pressure uh, throughout the game like again I, I don't think he was fantastic I'm not trying to you know sit here and stick up for him but the situations around him were not great his wide receivers the, the final three quarters really didn't help him out whatsoever right well it's just like I think he plays pretty good but he leaves like every game he leaves plays on the field or the wide receivers drop the balls because even even in the first quarter you know he missed that pass to Gray. he was kind of getting rushed would have been touchdown, and then and then Willis fumbled the ball, which we would have, could have got another. Touch. We could have actually had forty two points in the first quarter, which is ridiculous. But after that, they couldn't do nothing. And I, I was actually in a group chat with Travis, and um, everybody kept saying, "Run the ball, run the ball." Well, we weren't running the ball at all, so it's hard to say run the ball when we weren't doing it. Sure, no, I agree with you. Yeah, it definitely balances between, "Hey, run the ball," okay, and well, we're not running the ball. Why are you going deep? Unless they hit deep, and then it's good. Why are you doing that? Like, it's hindsight's twenty twenty on offensive play calling. I mean, one hundred percent of the time, and and that's what gets a little bit frustrating because if plays don't work, then they're idiots for calling the play. But if the plays do work, then they're geniuses. And it comes down to the players to execute. But I will say, Dylan could have been a heck of a lot better, and quite frankly, Jeff Levy could have been a heck of a lot better. They yeah, better be could, next week, Les. Make, they better be yeah, better next be, week if you want to win in Lubbock. He could make some better play calls. 
I think um, Dylan has been wildly inconsistent, and I think that's where they don't think he can play. I don't know about next year. I definitely want a competition. I actually think Nick would be the one that might be able to come out next year, but whoever wins it, I'm all for him, but it's just I want a fair competition because you guys hit the nail on the head. I think there was two reasons he named um, Dylan the starter. First, he knows the offense, and plus he needed somebody to come in and take the leadership right away. I mean, when you're installing all new stuff, you need somebody to be able to be confident to start that. So yeah, I think no Dylan doubt. this year is absolutely the best quarterback. Hey, Les, good to hear from you. Appreciate it, man. Yep, nice talking to you guys. Great shows. Um, before we go back to the phone lines, how would you handicap the – starting quarterback job next year if there's a competition that's a big if like they haven't told us and why would they at this point they haven't told us that there is going to be a competition next year but if there is i would handicap it as and i'm talking about starter for game one gabriel is number one and i think jackson arnold's probably number two right well i mean you would think that but i mean nick evers has had a whole year in the system now this was a top 10 quarterback coming into this season he was the number nine ranked quarterback um, out of Flower Mound. Um, he, he's got a year to get his body right. He's got, and I think what's underrated in this, he has got fantastic chemistry and relationships with Nick Anderson, with Jaden Gibson, with Caden Helms, with a lot of those guys that were in that class with him. So I think that's something to consider. Um, I do think Jack Snarnold probably has the higher ceiling just based on what I've oh, seen right I, now. I would think he has but the ceiling. But I do think that Nick having a year in the system already gives him the leg up early. But I do think it's Dylan, and then you have a competition for QB2 between Evers and between Jackson Arnold. But I don't think you have the pressure, Tyler, of doing an install, doing this, that, and the other. Like, no, they're they're here now. Like, you can run a full-blown competition and may the best man win. The clock has struck midnight. we still got about 30 minutes uh, on the show here from O'Connell. So let's go back to the phone lines. Jace. You're on the post game show. What's going on, Jace? Boomer. Uh-oh. That's not positivity that I love hear, it. Is Bring it? that positivity, baby. I think, I think we're losing the fact we just beat Gundy and the Pokes, and we should all be grateful for that. This is the call I've, I've been waiting for for an hour and a half. Since, since what? We finally get a late night game. Yeah. I've been sitting here since 10 o'clock in the morning waiting. Wins my game. Wins my game. These boys did good. We're not yeah. asking them well, to be I, great. Yeah. They yeah. did everything they could do, and everybody wants 45 to nothing at halftime. We were up 17. At one point, love it. We were yeah, well, up you were up. T- you were up twenty-five 28? at one point. Um, twenty-eight to three was the score at one point in the game. But yeah, hey, um, you saw what you saw what this team looked like when they were rolling the first complimentary football. You've been hearing that phrase a lot. Um, complimentary football happened in the first quarter. It just didn't happen at all in the remaining three quarters whatsoever. But it was so good, you didn't need it the rest of the three quarters. Yeah. When it when it comes down to the after call shows and everybody's going well what's levy doing what's like when we get we're bowl bound boys right we're bowl oh, bound it, that they are definitely we should embrace bound. this 
because next week would have been nasty. Everybody would have been, we're not going to make a bowl. Can we all embrace this and send Gundy home with a big old... Yeah, no. Well, and I totally get it. Hey, man, I appreciate the call. I really do. And that's the thing. It's you got to put it in perspective and say, look, man, we don't think we're the best team in the country. We don't think we're a top 10 team in the country. We don't think we're a top 25 team in the country. The reality, Tyler, is we're 5-5, and and we went out and got our best one of the season. It was ugly, sure, but the game was never in doubt. And we go to a bowl game, and we get a little more practice. Like, you just have – these are growing pains. You just have to deal with them. I just never thought like, – when it was 28 nothing. it was like everyone else getting greedy, like, oh, it, like, win 77 to nothing if you can. Like, I'm thinking to myself, you owe it to this fan base tonight. If you can run up the score, you run up the score against these guys. But if you had told me at 28 nothing in the first quarter, hey, they're actually not going to score again, I would have been like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah right. If, if you would have told me there are two possibilities – there's going to score 50 more points, or there's going to score zero more points the rest of the game. I probably I would have said, 50. "Oh my gosh, they're going to win 78 to nothing tonight." But again, we, we can talk about that all day, right? Like first quarter. But again, I said it. If I told you in the pregame, "Hey, we're going to win by 15," everybody would have said, "Well, Travis, that sunshine pump, but there's no way in hell we're winning by 15. There's just no way." I know we're seven and a half point favorites. Surely we're not going to double that up. And then we did, and now everybody's mad about it. 405-329-9000. If you want to hop in, a couple more segments left. Um, hey, I mean, if you want to be critical about the offense, that's fine. I don't think that that makes you, yeah. Uh, yeah. Make you a bad fan at all. Um, we all want the same thing moving forward, which is the offense and the defense to play complementary football for more than 15 minutes at a time. Well, actually, the 15 minutes of it you got was carried you the rest of the game. Not only did it carry you the rest of the game, but that's the most complimentary football you had seen and it was, in a while. And it was gorgeous. Yeah, it was. It was pretty it awesome. It was gorgeous. I forgot what it looked like. The vibes were immaculate really in was. the first quarter. All right, Home Creation Suitor Game Day wrap-up show rolls on next. Keep it right here on the ref. Home Creation Suitor Game Day wrap-up show, Jeff Stewart. Jeff Stewart patrolling the place in here, making sure there's no trouble here tonight at O'Connell's on Campus Corner. If you plan on getting in trouble, Jeff will throw you out. Uh, single-handedly. That's what that's what's going to happen. Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. We got some calls to get to. Let's get to it. Ardmore Sooner, you are on the post-game show. What's up? Well, hey brothers, what's going on? Oh, you know, hanging out at O'Connell's in front of a uh, rowdy bunch. We're bowl-bound, baby. Exactly. Hey, drink up and have some fun. I I'm going to continue the sunshine pumping. I'm happy we got a W. I. Uh, I, I honestly thought we were going to be get beat by by three or four touchdowns because I thought Sanders would would run all over us and uh, you know mobile quarterback you know if you go off the of last week and the rest of this year mobile quarterbacks have destroyed us so I, yep. I I'm just very pleasantly surprised with the outcome and I think uh, one of the callers mentioned you know the effect that that will have on recruiting with the atmosphere and everything I think that's that's big time you know so. Sanders was 36 of 67. He threw the ball near 70 times tonight and ran the ball 17 times. It was basically like, hey, he's our best player. Let's just, obviously, he's the quarterback. You're going to snap it to him. But, Spencer, just make sure that you are always the one throwing or carrying the ball at all times. I mean, that's 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 incredible. And to your point, that's a great point. We'd have trouble with running quarterbacks. And if, Tyler, if you would have told me 
Hey, look, Spencer Sanders is going to be healthy the entire game. And, uh, you know, the offense isn't going to score after the first quarter. We would have thought we were going to get beat by 100. Yeah. And we didn't. We, we, we won by two scores, and we're bowl-bound, baby. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. And I, I think, you know, I don't know what, what's going on with Levy. I know he's getting a, a – a, he probably deserves some criticism, I think mainly just for the – he, he's not in control if the, if the offense sputters. That's on the players. I think everybody's scratching their heads on, you know, middle of the third quarter. We're going out there and we're throwing the ball three times, stopping the clock, and – we're up, you know, uh, three scores. We're just kind of like, well, what, what, what's that all about? I don't, I don't really understand that. So I think, I think that's probably the thing, you know, like I think one of y'all said, hopefully he'll kind of grow into that. But, you know, I, I don't know what was going on there. That was a really, really weird deal. I didn't understand that. Yeah, I think he'll improve. I, 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 think, I think the same uh, leniency we give to some of the players we can give to a guy that is really uh, taking the reins of his own offense for the first time and assume he's going to improve. Uh, also, we weren't running the ball that well, Tyler. No, they really didn't. Not I at mean, all. Gray had one big run, I feel like. Um, but, yeah, the, the, that was shock. OSU's been so bad against the run this year. That is probably the most surprising thing to me tonight is how – I don't want to say they ran it poorly because the numbers don't say that. It just – they weren't getting the big yeah, they chunk ran for plays. Yeah, it was like three yards them. in a cloud of dust when they tried. Yeah, to run and, it, and it is. Maybe it. you can say they ran it poorly. I, I mean, I, I guess, know. but I, I don't think running for 170 plus is running it poorly. But at the same time, your run, your rush offense, the best in the Big 12 going into the game. Yeah. So you expect this to really lean on the run game, but when things don't go well, I mean, it is what it is. Like you got to try and make something out of out of nothing sometimes. Yeah. And I think with I think, I think most of the fan base was just thinking, well, we're up several scores. Okay, we're running it into the line, but it keeps the clock going. You know, I, I think that's what most people yeah. would say would be the conventional. But maybe that's not how they think. But well, but guess, but also it, it's hindsight twenty twenty, right? Hindsight no twenty twenty. So it's like if you continue to run it into the into the line, and then OSU starts scoring, then everybody says you're playing to lose. You're playing to run yeah. the clock. You know, how come you don't go try and score? You were so aggressive in the first quarter. Why don't you stay aggressive and, and, you know, dance with the girl who brung you kind of situation? So, you know, like I I said, hindsight's 2020. Yeah, I think he panicked because we just haven't been in that situation since the Nebraska game. So I think they were kind of like, what do we do? You know, like, uh, this is kind of territory we're not used to. But I'm I'm very happy with the W, and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll – We'll uh, we'll, get, we'll put it on Texas Tech next next week, and and we'll we'll keep that that streak on the winning seasons and everything. And and I believe in Brent. I know he's the head coach, and I think I think most fans believe in him. He's definitely the dude to to lead us into the SEC. And so I think I think I think he's the man. If, uh, hopefully, all the the pieces around him will fall into place, and and we'll yeah. we'll get going here yeah. in a year hey, or two. So good to hear from you, man. Thank yeah, guys. Appreciate it, man. yeah, have a great rest of your night, man. Be safe. By the way, Tech won like 14 to 10 at Iowa State. Oh, my God. Talk about a bad offensive nine. I guess they had one as well. I what, mean, Iowa State's good defense, I know, what, but 14 to 10. What's funny is, what's funny is, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what Levy has in his playbook for 
up four scores in the second quarter. What do you, you know what I mean? He Throw had, bombs. He, I wanted he, to win 56 he, to nothing tonight. Actually, I wanted to win about 77 to nothing. He hasn't, could, uh, he, had to, he hasn't had to call many of the old uh, up four scores in the second quarter yeah. plays. Uh, back to the phone lines we go. Randy. Randy, you're on the postgame show. What's up? Hey, guys. Love your show. Thank you. Uh, I guess the first thing I'd say is anytime you beat somebody in the orange, it's a damn good day. Hey, yeah. Uh, hey, this wasn't another 1998, Randy. You didn't Love lose it. to Texas oh, and Oklahoma Love State it. the same year since 98, so you escaped that one. Love it. But, guys, I am going to throw a big old butt in there. All right? Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Right. Bear with me. Sir, mix hey. a lot, please. Tonight, one out of 15, 7% on third and fourth down conversion. Two weeks, the last two weeks, two out of 28, 7%, third down and fourth down conversion. That's losing football. Yep. And ultimately, that's got to come back on, on Coach Levy's plate. He's responsible for that. One thing I'm surprised by in observation is that BV is not getting any uh, criticism from the fan base because he is the head coach. Uh, he is in charge of Jeff Levy. If Jeff Levy is running that tempo in the third and fourth quarter when we need to run some clock. Yeah. Brent Venables is on that headset, and he can tell Levy, I want to snap the box. Well, you, you needed to run an offense tonight. You needed to conduct the offense. Like, the defense was the reason why you were winning the football game. Like, that's what's so impressive to me is, like, yes, the defense played well by the numbers. Like, the defense, we know. But when you really look at the crap situations that they were dealt tonight, how many times they were right back out on the field after a three and out, and they still played that well and came up with stop after stop after stop. Like it's a lot deeper than I think most people realize with how this how well this defense played. Well, tonight. It was well, awesome. Well, and also I think it's a situation where, like, they scored twenty eight points in the first quarter. They're probably thinking, "Hey, look, we can either just play to run this clock out, play slow." I mean, he's, what usually happens is, "Hey, you had a fantastic first quarter. Play the, play the game like you were playing in the first quarter. You can keep scoring." Yeah. And I get that, but I do think, to your point, why is Brent Venables not getting more criticism? I think Tyler that everybody associates the defense with Brent Venables. So, sure. I, so I don't think they look at him right now, at least, as the head man, right, that's responsible for Levy. I think they look at him as, hey, man, this is a Venables defense, and Venables defense showed out tonight, and they won this game. Yeah, it, it, So I, I think I think people will go directly to Levy with their It's criticism. very similar to how it was last year. All the offense, good right, or bad, right. is on Lincoln. Right. And the defense, good or bad, was all on Grinch. Correct. Just by the, way that, the way it is. Hey, Travis, so. uh, Travis, a couple other quick points. I, I know on the post game. Uh, BV uh, mentioned we got to do better on first and second down, and that'll help our third down conversions. But our third down conversions, third down situations, second half on those eight drives, third and five, third and six, third and five, third and five, third and three, third and five, third and one, and third and three. That's not long yardage. I know. I noticed that too. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's not un, that's not unfair criticism. I'm I, I'm not saying that these dudes don't deserve criticism. I'm certainly just saying we've done we've done a lot of postgame shows where we lose, and then right. we win this game by 15 points, and I think we've gotten nearly as much criticism as we get after a bad loss to a bad team. But sure, I do think, sure. I do think, eventually, you have to continue to put yourself in third and short, and then grow off your play calling, run the ball well, 
you know, there were a couple plays, Tyler. There were just drops. Yeah. They're conversions, and they're just dropping them. I Gavin mean, Freeman, right. who I, I, he's a nice player. Yeah, a uh, true freshman walk-on. Yeah. We're, we're up against it. Randy, real quick before we let you go, I just want to ask you this question. Um, is this one of the more weird Bedlam games that you've ever seen? For sure. For sure. And, and, and like I said, I'm, I'm really happy with the defense. But I'm just perplexed by offensive performance. And yeah. the last thing, then I'll hang up. Travis, you mentioned Nick Evers. I'm a Nick Evers fan. I think he's a very talented kid, as he had a hard time learning Jeff's system, absolutely. But you can't tell me that they can't teach a former quarterback, Brandon Willis, how to run the Wildcat zone read in two days before Texas. And you can't teach... Nick Evers in nine or ten months, a little zone read package where if you have a hard time moving the ball, you can't stick his ass in there and run the football. Yeah, no, I agree. Like I said, the quarterback. we're right up against it, so we got to hang up Thank soon. You. But I do agree that Nick See, Evers man. should get a good look this offseason and should be part of the competition. Quarterback talk will uh, fill the offseason. Yeah, no, appreciate you. Quarterback talk will fill the offseason. I guarantee you that. Um, you couldn't feel better about the defense right now. Couldn't feel worse about the offense. <laughs> that's kind of got the dub. Yeah, that's where it is. All right, final segment, Sam. I'll see you. We'll get you on the other side. Final segments next, right here on the ref. All right, final segment, home creation, Sooner game day wrap up show. Appreciate O'Connell's for having us out for the final home post game show of the year. Let's close it out with go by uh, going to Sam. Sam, finish it off. You're on the post game show. What's going on? Hey guys. I'm going to try to be all positive first. Big time win, big time scenario with all the recruits in town. Like, they, they, they couldn't have, you couldn't have asked for a better win. It, it was one of the strangest games that I think I've seen. <laughs> it was, Besides man. last week at West Virginia. And yeah. I don't know how you do it two weeks in a row. You, you have a 200-yard rusher. You win the turnover battle at West Virginia, and you lose the game. I, 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 that, one, that one baffles me. This one almost baffles me as much. I don't know if you guys have looked at the drive charts, but the, the longest drive that we had after the first quarter was a minute and 24 seconds. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Our offense held the ball for a minute and 24 seconds. That was the longest drive after the first quarter. The longest drive we had in the game was the second touchdown, two minutes yeah. and 45 seconds. Our well, the, the, the time the of possession shows that, Sam, for sure. I mean, the yeah, time the of possession was, was way out of for almost 40 minutes. Still played that well. Yeah, it's crazy. Which, which, to your point, to your point about it being a weird game, if I said Spencer Sanders was healthy for the entire game, we didn't score after the third quarter. We were one of a million on third down, and we lost the time of possession forty minutes to twenty minutes. We would have thought we lost by a hundred. Oh sure, uh, OSU had more total yards. OSU had more total yards tonight. OU won the game. OU yep. had more total yards last week. They lost the game. So, like Sam saying, yep. it like defies all logic. These past two games. Just some odds. At the end of the first quarter, I think Oklahoma had a little over 300 yards of total offense. Oklahoma State had 60. <laughs> they ended up, Oklahoma State put up, I think, 400 yards the rest of the game. Oklahoma put up 120. Yeah. It was one of the strangest games. And the only thing I can say is that defense, and my season tickets are second row right behind the defense. Um, that defense saved their butts tonight. Like, yeah, they for did. Them, they, showed up, they showed up early. And the more impressive thing about that defense is that defense showed up late after they'd been on the field for 35 minutes, and they yep, continued that, to show up. 
I love it, it, it because it was, that's what we talked I'm about, glad right? It all came together. It that's what we talked about, right? The defense point, isn't deep and it enough. Like it came together. The deep, and that's a great point. That's a great point. Mm. The defense isn't deep enough to play those long snaps, long time, and all this. And they basically took that narrative today, and they were like, "All right, we're going to put it to the test. Give me forty minutes and ninety snaps. I don't care. We're still going to play well." I'll, I'll be honest. And they did. Yeah, Sam. I'll be honest. I don't know if you felt the same way, but OU's up fifteen, and OSU's driving, and I'm thinking to myself, "Well." They're going to score here, and it's going to be a one-possession game, and who knows what happens after that. And just when I say that to myself, they get an interception in the end zone. I'm like, wow, okay. You you don't know how many times I looked at the guy next to me and said, we're going to have to defend a two-point conversion to win this game. Yeah, right. (laughs) Like, that's just what it felt like. It it felt like they were going to get it going at some point, and they were going to put a touchdown on, and then we were going to have the ball for a minute and ten seconds, punt it back to them. Like, I, I turned to the guy when there was nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and I said, you realize the way this is going? They're going to get the ball six more times in this quarter. That, that's, that's insane yeah. to even think that. But a minute and 24 seconds was the longest drive after the second quarter. I, I could not believe it when I looked. It felt like that in the stadium, but when I actually pulled up the drive chart and looked at it, a minute and 24 seconds. Like, I, I don't know. Like, at some point in time, this guy, and, and I'm not going to talk bad about him because – you know what? The first quarter couldn't have been scripted any better. But your defense also gave you the ball on the plus side of the field True. a couple of times. So, But to, to not just run clock, to do something, if you're clipping them at three or four yards and then you throw the ball on third and three and it's incompletion, you punt the ball away. Clock stops. Like yep. it, it, was, it was very, very strange. But, man, you it guys was. do a great job. Hey, appreciate you. Hey, and uh, hook us up with those tickets next year that are two rows behind the bench. Come on, man. man. Second row and second four, man. I I (laughs) literally lap of luxury over here. It's a great deal. Um, Yeah. Last thing I'll say, and I texted you guys when I was leaving the stadium, I think Gundy probably should have watched a little more than a half a game. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) No kidding. He played very conservative uh, a lot of moments today. Very, very conservative was my guy. Keep it up, fellas. Yeah, yeah, appreciate, appreciate that, Sam. Y'all. All right. Oh, this late night is finally coming to an end. Appreciate all the phone calls, as always. You know, if you win 66-3, to you probably only get two calls tonight. But they win 28-13 after being up 28 nothing. Jeff Levy And thought, all we did tonight was take phone calls. Jeff Levy, oh, you know, Jeff Levy thought, you know what, K-Ref probably needs some phone calls tonight. Uh, he was right about that. Ah, he's he such a right thoughtful guy. All right. What a peach. Appreciate Connor for uh, helping us out back in studio. For Connor Pasby and Travis Davidson, I'm Tyler McComas. The ref will talk to you on Monday. We'll break down this game all next week. Get you ready for that tech game coming up in Lubbock for the season finale. You've been listening to the ref. We are the Homeless Sooner fans. Have a great night, everybody.